Welcome to The Short-Term Show, the show about short-term rentals and long-term wealth, with real property owners hosting real properties who are crushing it in the vacation and short-term rental space. And here's your host, Avery Carl. Did you know that we're officially back in a buyer's market? That's right. Even though interest rates continue to rise, they are causing prices to fall. So there's finally room for you to do regular real estate investor things that we couldn't do for so long, like gasp, negotiate, make lower offers, ask for sellers to cover some of your closing costs. So it's a really great time to buy in terms of being able to get a lower purchase price and being able to negotiate. So if you're looking for your first or next short-term rental, it's a perfect time to reach out to us at the short-term shop. Let our team of agents in any of our true vacation market destinations help you find the perfect investment. Jump on over to the shorttermshop.com and click get connected to get started. We are brokered by eXp Realty. See y'all over there. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Short Term Show. I have a very exciting guest today. I'm fangirling totally. I have Anurag Verma from Price Labs, which everybody always asks a lot of questions about. Hey, what's in your tech stack? So we talked to the property management, I mean, sorry service that we use, sorry, property management software that we use a few weeks ago. Now we're talking to the pricing tool that we use. So um, really excited to have him on today and to hear everything about Price Labs. How's it going, Anirag? Good. And thank you so much, Avery, for that glowing, uh, <laughs> glowing <laughs> introduction. Uh, very excited to be here. Uh, have, have been hearing uh, about you guys for a while now. So like, very excited to be finally here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a super fan. We're we use Price Labs, so I'm always uh, happy to interview and uh, kind of give you guys a, a whatever small platform that we have to say like, hey, yeah. this is why this is great, and so happy to do it. Always happy to Sounds send good. business to uh, to things yeah. that have worked well for us. So totally appreciate you coming on. Good to hear. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. All right. So for those who uh, maybe aren't familiar, there's there's actually a lot of people out there, a surprising amount actually, that don't use pricing tools. So let's start at the beginning. What is yeah. Price Labs? Right. So Price Labs is a dynamic pricing and revenue management software. <laughs> that that sounds a mouthful, uh, but think of it this way: uh, when during your peak season or a big holiday coming up. Uh, when everything else is getting booked, you can charge higher than you normally would. And in your low season, unless you lower your prices, you're not going to get booked. Um, so it's a lot of times, at least like 10 years back, this was normal, where every vacation rental would have the same price all year round. Uh, and what would happen is during high season, things would get lapped up six months out. And during low season, hardly anybody, anybody would book. Uh, by moving the prices up and down on, on both sides, not just increasing prices when the demand is high, but also lowering it when the demand is low, what you're trying to do is improve how much revenue you can make out of your property. And, and there's, there's a lot of nuances there. So like it's not just by season or by day of week. There might be a holiday that you know about, or there might be an event that you did not hear about that's causing a lot more people to book. And you could raise prices for it and get more out of it, right? There's also how much time there is left. So right now, July, which is peak season for a lot of uh, a lot of beach properties or, or even otherwise, 
uh, with summer vacations and everything. July is three months out. Um, and right now you might want to say, hey, I want to sell my property uh, for the second weekend in July for 500 bucks a night. Uh, but if it's still not booked and you are two weeks away, you might say that, okay, now the, the remaining people who want to book is, is a lot fewer. Uh, and depending on how many properties are out there still unbooked, you might say, okay, let me try to reduce my price now and, and be competitive. So it's not just changing prices by season, but changing it over time as well. Uh, all of that comes as a part of uh, dynamic pricing. Revenue management is a little wider uh, where it's not just about pricing. It's also about stay restrictions. Like today you might say, look, July is three weeks, three months out. I want to get long stays. Like I don't want to take a two night booking this far out. Uh, it, it breaks up my calendar. Once you get a two night booking, say you get a two night booking for July 3rd and 4th, people who are going to book a week long stay are not going to be able to book you anymore. So what can you do there? What you can do today is you set a minimum stay of seven nights. And as you get closer, you reduce that minimum night to say, if I'm still not booked, I'm okay taking shorter stays, but this far out, I, I don't need to take a, a short booking. And of course, this the numbers depend on the location, uh, whether it's 500 bucks uh, or 300 bucks, uh, whether it's a seven night minimum or a four night minimum, it, it all depends on what kind of demand you get in the location. So, uh, I'm giving example numbers. <laughs> don't taste, don't set your minimum stay for July to seven nights without checking the numbers in your area. Uh, but that's kind of what we do, right? Like we we provide recommendations and then we provide automation to make those numbers live on your properties, either through a property management system or directly via Airbnb and Verbo. All right. And so what all is this platform analyzing when it goes when it goes yeah. to set prices? So it's looking at events, it's looking at maybe historical pricing. What what are all the things yeah. that go into this analysis? Yeah, so we look at uh, data from Airbnb, Verbo, and Booking.com. Uh, and what we are doing is every day, and, and also hotels on booking.com, right? So what we are doing is every day we go in and see what properties are available at what price. And so we have built sort of this history of each property to say, uh, in this location, properties last October were booked 80% and in September were booked 70%. So we kind of know that October demand last year was higher than September demand. And then the year before as well, we can, we can see these kinds of trends. We also look at forward-looking trends to say, okay, uh, at this time, October uh, in October, it's okay to be, it's normal to be booked about 20%. Uh, but if we see a weekend that's booked like you know 30%, that tells us something, something is coming up. Like we may not know what's coming up. You may not know what's coming up, but people, guess, are booking properties faster than they usually do. And then what we'll do as a response is we'll, we'll go ahead and bump up your rates to say, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, maybe it's a internal company meeting that cannot be found anywhere on public internet. Uh, but what matters is that people are booking these dates more than they, they usually do. And because of that, we are going to increase the prices. Uh, so that's the kind of information we track, uh, historic data about what was booked for how much, um, and then we build aggregate information to say, okay, what should what's normal for October? What's normal for September? And not just October, September, each each week, each day of week, and, and things like that. Okay, okay. So you're not yeah. like 
checking the calendars of every single area in the country and trying to figure out your what you're monitoring is strictly booking trends. So if all of a sudden a bunch of people are booking in a certain area, you know, something's going on, you may not be able to find it. Nobody may be able to find it, but you know, there's a lot exactly. of people booking, so we got to raise those prices. Okay. That is correct. We do layer into additional pieces of information. Uh, we do have public calendars, public holiday calendars available. So sometimes what happens, for example, is, uh, Thanksgiving is is far out, right? Um, so maybe in a certain location, we are not seeing people book Thanksgiving higher than normal, but we know it's Thanksgiving and we know that last Thanksgiving, the demand was pretty high. Eventually, a lot of people booked. Um, so even though we are not seeing the booking signal, we'll say, look, this is Thanksgiving. Like we are going to bump up the prices there. Um, the second piece of information that we also use is hotels. So a lot of times hotels have full-time revenue managers who are looking at local events to see what's coming up, when can we increase prices. So we also see if the hotel price trends in the area have been an indicator of short-term rental demand. And if they have been, then we'll say, okay, if the hotel is raising prices for a certain weekend, uh, maybe there is something coming up. So it, especially if it is very far out, we will bump up the prices. Uh, Later on, it might turn out to be that, you know, that hotel, uh, and we don't look at one hotel, we look at a pool of hotels, like enough of them need to be doing something for us to say, yeah, this is reliable. But it might turn out that that demand was strictly on the hotel side, short-term rentals are not showing it. So as the date gets closer, we'll say, okay, uh, we don't really need to raise prices for this date because uh, we are not really, like, if it's three months out, we are still not seeing that surge in demand. We'll say that, okay, our models will say, maybe that information was... Uh, was not as useful. We are not going to use it. Okay. Uh, that was um, going to be my next question is how that hotel yeah. data ties into the short-term rental data. Yeah. it it It's primarily for outliers. Like hotels, if you think of it, tend to have slightly different uh, trends per se, uh, depending on where you are, of course. Uh, hotels cater a lot more to business travel compared to short-term rentals. So their, their weekend trends are not as strong as short-term rentals uh, in, in a lot of cases. Uh, but if there is a big event coming up and everything is getting booked, doesn't matter if it's weekend or weekday, the hotels are getting booked. They are getting, they are raising their prices. Uh, short-term rentals might be getting booked. So when we see that, you know, like 11 months out, three out of the 10 hotels in this area have, have raised prices by, by some amount, uh, we might say that it is a soft signal that something might be coming up, especially when it's 11 months out, it, it's safer to bump up your prices and, uh, instead of getting booked at a short, cheap rate this far out. Um, so, so that's the kind of information that we use. Um, yeah. Okay. So one of my questions was going to be, and you kind of already answered it. There's a lot of people out there who are like, why would I use a, a property or sorry, why would I use a dynamic pricing tool yeah. when I, I've been in this market a long time, I've owned 25 years and I know when all the yeah. things are, so I can just do it myself. Yeah. But you've kind of answered because we can't know all the things. It might be a private corporate event that's not going to be on some big calendar. Like, hello, everyone, yeah. please raise your prices for this corporate event. Yeah. So, okay. So it's it's that kind of a thing. It, uh, I mean, there are, of course, it, it may not be a corporate training thing. It could be a retreat or something that, again, like nobody knows about. Uh, but more importantly, I, I think our philosophy is that we provide data and automation and intelligence, right? So like... Uh, we gather a ton of data. So a lot of times people who do it themselves would go to different calendars and see what their prices are. Uh, 
we are basically, if you want to do that, we have all these visualizations where we show you a multi-calendar multi of all the properties you want to track. You can add them on our calendar. And instead of hopping through Airbnb pages and Verbo pages, you can just see the see it in, in one calendar right there, right? Um, we provide, we our algorithms do what we think is right. Uh, and we have done a lot of work and calibration on that front. But if if you know your market really, really well, you can still sort of fine tune our algorithm. So like one of the core parts of our product uh, that, that a lot of customers really like is how customizable it is. So we have our own algorithm, but you can do things to automate, uh, fine tune that algorithm to what you think is right as well. If, if you have spent 15 years in the market, you know this has been happening. Uh, there are going to be times when we miss something, right? So maybe no hotel raised prices for a big event and we are not seeing a surge in demand, but you know that, hey, this is coming up. Um, you can go and make changes. So like, it's not automation or nothing. It's uh, automation and human interaction. So like uh, human beings know things that no algorithm can know. Uh, so layering in that piece is, is what really makes revenue management work uh, to do. And coming in, like there are, for example, it's very hard for an algorithm to be able to pick up some minor nuances of like how good is the view from from your house, right? It's it, it's sort of hard to quantify, but right. you know it, uh, right? And, and so you can put a price on it. Over time, the way we work is we say, okay, start at your price. As you get booked or not, we will give you feedback of whether to increase your prices or reduce your prices. So, so you can take that decision, but you still have the control of like, hey, uh, my house has a really, really nice view. I want to start at the high end of the market. Uh, but if you're not getting booked after that, we will give you notifications to say, look, uh, <laughs> it's not getting booked. Uh, maybe try 10% lower. Uh, or the other way around, like sometimes a lot of people, when they start out, they, they start low. Uh, and then they realize that, hey, I'm getting booked. I'm getting this feedback that I'm beating the market on occupancy. And, and they then they keep on increasing their base price. So it can go either way. But the point is with this interaction between what, what a human being knows and, and some of the things we can automate, uh, you get to the sweet spot where you, you make more money. That is uh, probably the most self-aware that I've heard any uh data company ceo be <laughs> about like right. there's yeah. there's the numbers yes you have to start with the data but there's also like that human interaction piece that there's some things that numbers can't know that computers can't know like a view for example yeah. or yeah. Uh, i see it all through all facets of this industry of people will say yeah. but the numbers say this and but if you were to change X, Y, or Z about the property, then it would be an entirely yeah. different scenario. So I see people yeah. pass up deals all the time because they're like, well, the numbers won't don't work on this. But what if you yeah. changed this storage room into another bedroom, then yeah. would they? And it wouldn't be that much. So I think that that's really important for people to differentiate that. Yes, the data is absolutely like totally important. You have to start there. Yeah. But there are some intangibles that a computer kind of yeah. can't know. So. Yeah. And then the, there is the flip side of it as well, right? There are, so human beings know a lot uh, or, or perceive a lot. Right? Arguably. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, 
but uh, the, the part where this is uh, the other side of interaction is helpful is that there is some data that's very hard to collect manually right like so you can't scan everybody's calendar every day manually and that's what computers can do um I've, i talked about these rules that you can set up in price labs where you can say depending on how far out it is uh, change my minimum stay when i'm a month out change it to three nights or if i if a gap gets created change it like change it so that i can get a booking instead of that gap being unbookable now all of these things are are very rule based but if if somebody who's doing it manually were to do it it would take a long time so like that's the other part of the value that comes in for somebody who wants to do everything uh, directly uh, like by themselves one easy access to data uh, recommendations that are generally going to be good you might know something that you might still want to layer on and then automating some things that are just you can do it but you'll spend way too much time doing it uh, yeah kind of yeah i've got we've got one of our agents on our team who's a really brilliant investor his name's joe he's in carolina beach north carolina he keeps price labs running but he doesn't have it connected to his calendar so he goes in and looks at it every day and says okay i'm going to do this price lab says this but i'm going to make this tweak so i think that's pretty cool too that it's not just automate everything or nothing yeah yeah so like you can uh, there's plenty like you can see the recommendations for free we don't charge anything for that uh, there's of course a month long trial where you can try out different things uh, and then most of the most of the benefit comes from actually automating and getting the prices in so that you're not doing it uh, like a lot of times what happens is today september is looking lean but maybe something gets announced in september and bookings start pouring in uh, we will automatically perceive it and, and bump up the rates for that right um, but if you're doing it manually then you might wait for like you might not get to it for a week or two weeks and and you might get booked for that so like there is benefit to uh, to both like having control is important but automating is also helpful yeah totally agree with that well let's move on to another piece of price labs of the data that you use let's talk about the market dashboards and yeah. first of all let's give a definition of that for people who might not be familiar so what are the market dashboards within price labs all right so market dashboards is a separate product so uh, we have been so far been talking about dynamic pricing uh, or revenue management where we automate a bunch of things into your property uh, market dashboards is a separate product meant for two kinds of folks one is if you don't have a property in a region but you're looking to buy one uh, or to invest in one as a short term rental you might want to say find out hey what's on with this area right like uh, i don't know uh, even if you live in a particular city you might not you might know the rents pretty well on airbnb you can go and check the prices that are listed but you can't really go check how occupied they are you can look at their forward looking calendar but today on airbnb i if i look at somebody's july calendar it might be empty but that doesn't mean that it's going to be empty uh, i i can't estimate how occupied this region is so one is it's a tool where you can put in an address you can put in a radius around it uh, and we will give you a fairly well detailed report of uh, not a report i don't want to call it a report because it's not static it's a dashboard of like hey here's what's happening in this region we also give a list of properties uh, whether the property is professionally managed or not whether it has a hot tub or not whether it has a pool or not uh, a lot of these things whether it uses dynamic pricing or not 
And what you can do then is you can create a composite. So you can say, I only want to look at properties that use dynamic pricing, have four, uh, four and a half stars or above, have at least 20 reviews and are three bedroom and want to see how much are they making? What kind of occupancies are they getting? Because that uh, then helps me decide, okay, should I, like you can look at an average three bedroom. Of course, you can, that's a simple filter, but you might have, more confidence in yourself than on an average three bedroom. You you can say, hey, I manage properties and they get really good reviews. I really am going to use dynamic pricing. I spruce them up. So I want to look at the right kind of properties to be able to see. Uh, so that's why we like make it very, very flexible to, to the point where like you can handpick individual properties and say, I want to see what's happening with this pool of 20 properties that I think most will most resemble something I would invest in. So that's one purpose. The other is for if you're a revenue manager uh, or like if if you already have a property, but you want to get a lot more detailed in understanding what kind of cleaning fee do people charge in this area? What kind of, uh, uh, what kind of cancellation policies do people have? Uh, what, what kind of length of stay uh, is common? In dynamic pricing, we give recommendations directly. But here you can deep dive into a lot more data as well if you want to. Uh, but primarily what, what we see is people use it to explore a new market that they haven't uh, seen yet. Hey guys, hope you are enjoying this week's episode of The Short Term Show. We are loving it. We are loving interviewing all these guests for you guys. And we hope you're getting a lot of value out of it. And we just, we really love you guys. We love you so much that we have created a community just for you. We have a Facebook group specifically for short-term rental investors, and there are tons of great posts every day, sharing best practices, learning new things from other short-term rental investors. And we would love to see you over there. The name of the group is the same name as my book, Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. Head over and join the conversation. We look forward to seeing you over there. Thanks, guys. Hopefully you guys are finding all of these short-term show episodes to be really helpful. We certainly hope that you are, but maybe you have more questions and you just want to be able to ask an expert a certain question here and there. Well, we have at the short-term shop open office hours on Zoom every Thursday and you can sign up for free. So if you head over to strquestions.com, you can sign up to hop on and we will answer any questions that you have on short-term rental investing. Again, it's every Thursday and you can sign up at strquestions.com. That's typically how I use it. And, yeah. um, but I do like the idea of being able to see what thing, what happened last year versus what's happening this year, because there's so much talk about yeah. saturation and all that. And I think, I personally think there's a difference between a saturated market and a market that's just popular and has a lot of rentals because there is enough tourism demand to support yeah. that many rentals. Um, so I think that that, especially over the course of like from 2020 to now, there's so yeah. much like, well, last year was different. Well, 2021 was yeah. different and, and everything's different. And I mean, people aren't necessarily wrong about that. The economy has been yeah. vastly different each year since then. Yeah. So it is really cool to be able to see year over year, what the differences have been. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, uh, this is one of the questions we kept getting over the last few months, I would say that, Hey, look, uh, the economy seems to be going down. Uh, Airbnb, like there are so many more Airbnb properties now that 
there is oversaturation. So like the question we kept getting from a lot of our customers was like, hey, what is happening in the market, right? Um, there are two ways to solve it. Uh, one is uh, we put out a report or do a webinar and, and show it. Our general preferred method seems to be, let's make changes to the product so each customer can answer this for themselves <laughs> in some ways. So uh, if you use dynamic pricing, we have data for your market where we show you how is the occupancy for the next each date in the next year looking like right now. And what we did, uh, we've, we've always had that. What we did is we added another line to say, how was that line looking last year? So think of, let's say, July 4th. Uh, in Gatlinburg, I can today go and see how is July 4th trending uh, in, in occupancy. And maybe it's looking, at, looking like 25% booked or 30% booked. I can also then overlay a line that says, how is the July 4th occupancy? How was it last year on April 11th, 2022? Uh, and maybe it shows that it was 35%. If that's the case, then I kind of get to know that, okay, last year I was booking stronger than, my area was booking stronger than it is this year. Things are actually slow. I actually happened to look at Gatlinburg right before this call and both summer and fall are this year trending above last year. Uh, oh, really? Just slightly above, but they were above. Because it's it's everybody's favorite uh, thing to say Gatlinburg's yeah. over. So I hope y'all listen yeah. to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, more importantly, like if you use Price Labs, just go into, when you look at your calendar, there's a tab called Neighborhood Data. Click on that tab, you will see all of this data. You can you can get your answer for your particular part of Gatlinburg and not just the entire Gatlinburg, right? Because that's also important. It's like, uh, each yeah. each micro area behaves differently, and, and so you want to be able to answer it for your own uh, neighborhood in some ways. So, how far back does the market dashboard data go? One year is it just one year over year, or does it go back further than that? Today, they go back fifteen months. Uh, right. We have been getting requests to go back two years, uh, just so that uh, you can overlay two years of data and and see, you know, like what's different, what's uh, what kind of trends are staying the same what kind of trends are changing and, and things like that okay. um, but yeah today they go back 15 months okay awesome and i mean by going back that far now it's almost becoming like a, a true analysis tool rather than just a dynamic pricing tool so it's almost like Correct. another air dna or or something like yeah, that a lot of our customers uh use us either as a replacement or they never had used their DNA uh, and, and want, are starting to use this. Uh, they are also like uh, a lot of, because when you're looking at investing in a property, it's, it's not a small decision. Uh, a lot of people prefer, and I think rightly so, to, to look at multiple sources of data because, oh, yeah. uh, right. Uh, there, there are two reasons for this. One is, uh, Airbnb, so one, Airbnb itself can't tell you the numbers correctly because people take bookings from Airbnb and from Verbo and their direct booking channel and from Hoofy and, and whatnot, right? Like there, there are multiple channels. So for any property, Airbnb doesn't know how much is this property making because they get some bookings and the rest of the days are blocked because it got booked somewhere else. Uh, and, and so 
nobody definitely knows how much a property is making. Uh, Thank you for saying that. <laughs> because right. I, so many people will ask me, well, yeah. I'm looking at AirDNA. I'm looking at Rabu. I'm looking, which one's yeah. right? And I'm like, well, none of them are like yeah. right. None of them have yeah. the like haven't seen inside the bank accounts of everyone that's on Airbnb and Verbo. Um, So it is really important, I think, to look at multiple sources because everything pulls everything a little differently. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. (laughs) I mean, that's a very like uh, important distinction for everybody to know. Like you don't want to invest in like, and this is a few hundred thousand dollars worth of a decision, right? Like you don't want to, invest thinking that a particular piece of data is is 100% accurate like there is just no way like like i said like airbnb <laughs> itself doesn't know verbo doesn't know like nobody knows because it's it's such a fragmented industry uh, which is which is why uh, why it works right like uh, why an individual can come in and be a part of this industry with with their own home uh, th- there is no like you cannot start an airline and say hey i'm i'm going to start an airline or i'm going to start a train or a bus service you can start a short term rental industry because it's so fragmented uh, but part of it is that there is no single source of data anywhere right um, so that's the reason like we do thankfully because we are we also do dynamic pricing. We do connect the, the proper connect to a lot of property management systems. So for a lot of properties, we get the true amounts, uh, but not for every single property. We do use this kind of data that we get to improve our models to say, okay, when we are estimating the revenue of properties on Airbnb, uh, how far off are we? Like and, and improve those models. But nobody knows for every single property. Nobody can know what the, what the true amount is. So there it becomes important to look at multiple sources they, uh, and sort of triangulate to say, okay, like th- this seems to be the, at least have some level of confidence from say like if, if three sources are telling the same thing, uh, then, then you build some confidence in it. Whereas if, uh, uh, and even there it's useful to use your intuition and see like, okay, this, like for this price, if this home was making this much, uh, everybody would be wanting it. Why are these people trying to sell it? Right. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so like uh, always have to like, whenever making a big purchase, you have to think of all, all different uh, scenarios and questions. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so what is the, what's the cost for price labs right now? I, to be honest with you, it comes out of my account every month. I don't pay attention. So for those who, yeah. who are not current subscribers, what, what's yeah. the cost for it? Right, so we, we talked about two products. Uh, f- the second product we talked about is the market dashboards. Uh, there, the cost is ten dollars per month if you put an uh, address and say, "I want the closest thousand properties," which works for a lot of markets that are not very uh, not very large. Or if it's a larger market, larger city, you might say, "Okay, I'll put in an address and I want to look at the closest five thousand properties." That's twenty bucks. Uh, now this is 20 bucks per month or 10 bucks per month, but you can, a lot of our customers would say, uh, I just want to look at it once, make my decision and get done with it. In which case you order it, you look at the data, you download a PDF of the data. You can put your own logo on that PDF. If you want to share it with somebody else, <laughs> you say, let me turn it off. Like, so 20 bucks is what you pay or 10 bucks is what you pay and you get done. There are people who order it for the entire city and then say, Okay, especially property managers would go and say, okay, I get in requests from different uh, owners to say, 
can you manage my property right so they would say i will keep this on when somebody from this neighborhood comes i will create a comp set of properties in this area and share that report with them to say this is how much we expect to make with you uh, so in that case it will be a monthly cost if if you keep it on so it's totally up to you dynamic pricing is uh, depends on the number of properties you have with us so if it's uh, one property uh, on airbnb let's say or verbo it's 20 bucks per month if you list both on airbnb and verbo uh, and you do not use a property management system they will show up as two properties and for two properties two different properties the cost is 34 bucks or 35 bucks a month but if if it's the same property just listed on airbnb and verbo in our product you can tell us that hey this is the same property uh, and then we will charge you a dollar more so 21 bucks and, and not 35 bucks right uh, if you have 100 properties uh, then the cost is about six and a half bucks per property per month so like it, it scales up pretty well so if you have 10 properties it's 13 and a half bucks per month property per month uh, usually people use a property management system uh, like mm-hmm. uh, i don't i can't recall which one you use either hospitable or uh, guessy for those or, or like there are many many options out there uh, in, in the market right but uh, if you use one of those then the way it works is we send our updates to the property management system. So we only see one property, one listing. And then the property management system, uh, you can set it up to connect to Airbnb, to Verbo, and, and you can set up markups to say, when you're sending prices to Airbnb, pump up my prices by, let's say, 10% or 12% because they charge this host fee. Verbo charges a different host fee, host fee so charge um, bump up a little differently. And if you have a direct booking website, no need to bump anything because I'm getting all of it anyways. I'm not paying a commission on this, right? So, um, so that that's how it usually works. Um, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So it's really affordable for like the power of the data that, that you're getting yeah. in terms of, you know, whether you're looking at the market dashboards or the dynamic pricing, like you're kind of, you're, you're definitely losing money if you don't subscribe, in my opinion. Um, our income went up significantly when we went from manual to dynamic with you guys. So definitely appreciate it. Right. That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it comes with a free trial, right? So it's uh, so no credit card, nothing needed. Uh, you add a property, you add your property, you can, you can review our rates. You don't have to like make those rates live. You can review our rates. You can look at the data that's uh, in for your market. All of this is for free uh, during the trial. Uh, and, and then decide, hey, do these look rates look realistic or not? Or you can fine-tune those rates. Really, a lot of times, like you review the rates and we come up with a base price for your property. And it might not be the base price that you are thinking of. Uh, maybe you have, again, like you have this brilliant view that everybody's like wanting to pay for. And some of that will show up uh, like uh, because it will show up in the numbers because if you have a really good view, you will already be priced higher and you are going to be very booked. Uh, and and we will incorporate all of those things. But even then, maybe uh, you can bump up your base price 10% and say, okay, now these look, the rates look crazy. So you can play around with the platform to get the rates to where you think they work well and then uh, start the automation. Um, of course, we'll give you feedback over time and, and change prices. Uh, or you can create strict rules, never go below 300 bucks. I do not want to sell. Um, and you can do it by season and things like that. So uh, yeah, plenty of powerful automation for a fairly affordable cost. Yeah, yeah, totally. Love it. Yeah. All right. So we are to the last three questions of the show that we ask okay. everyone. 
First All one. Right. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give 20-year-old Anurag? Start understanding. Uh, is it on the financial side of things or just Whatever. any advice? Anything. Oh. All right. Um, at 20, I would say I was very uh, narrow in my focus on uh, this is what I need to learn. This is what I want to learn. Do not want to touch anything else. Uh, I think I would be a little more uh, open to like, hey, this may not seem useful right now. I, I would still want to learn it kind of a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So th- that's definitely uh, something uh, I'm generally like very focused. Like if, if you give me something, I'd be like, this is what I need to get done. Like how do I get this done? Uh, I, yeah, I would want to start inculcating that habit of uh, learning more things, even if they don't seem immediately useful right now. Yeah, And finance is one of those, right? Like I, I talked about this, uh, but uh, yeah, like at 20, I barely knew anything about money. So they, I right. think that's, uh, <laughs> most young people are that way. Uh, yeah. Awesome. All right. Mm-hmm. Next question. What advice would you give a new short-term rental investor who's interested in getting started today? All right. Uh, one, embrace automation. So I'm not going to say uh, dynamic pricing or revenue management because I'm kind of biased that way. Right. Uh, <laughs> But uh, any kind of automation. So, like, I feel there is uh, there is some stuff that just cannot be automated. Like, uh, you have to get the place cleaned, and you have to hire the right kind of cleaners, and and all of that stuff. Uh, but there are stuff that can be automated. Like, if if your like property management systems is like to me seems like they solve a lot of problems, uh, and again for a for a reasonably affordable cost. So, like. If you can, uh, if you can hook up different channels and not have to set up each property on different channels from scratch, instead of the property management system is doing most of the work. If messaging is taken care of from a centralized inbox, or a lot of times they have smart responders, which, uh, depending on what comes in, they will reply with with a good enough answer, right? Or or flag when they can't answer it, uh, and, and things like that. Uh, pricing is as well like. Uh, do a lot of research, uh, try out the different free tools available to see, okay, uh, or free trials available, even if the tool is uh, not free, uh, free trials available to see, okay, what's what's happening in my market, right? Like, should I, uh, should I increase my prices for summer? Or like a lot of times people don't, people think summer has got to be the high season. There are plenty of locations, especially in cities where summer is actually, people go outside the city. So some the cities end up becoming, in summer, not the high season, but the shoulder season uh, in some ways, right? So like looking at the data helps you understand some of these intricacies a lot better. So like look at data, generally like being tech savvy uh, or getting help on figuring out all of this tech uh, is is definitely something like there's plenty of stuff. There's so much tech around, it can get overwhelming. But mm-hmm. again, there's so much YouTube tutorials or like uh, um, just help articles and books available that you can like get a hang of things. Totally agree. Great advice. And last question. This one's a little more fun. What is your favorite book that's impacted your mindset? Only been reading kids book for the last five years. 
That has definitely made an impact. <laughs> yes, I hear you. <laughs> dog, dog man is the rage these days. Uh, I don't oh, know if you've heard of those. Don't know uh, that one. No. Yeah, for uh, for first graders, uh, it's the book to go to. No, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, sorry, tough question. Uh, I know it is. There's so many. I generally like reading a lot of history books, uh, mm-hmm. and primarily because. Uh, even though there is no direct impact, it gives you a perspective of like how small all of us are. Like yeah, in, yeah. <laughs> in a thousand <laughs> years, nobody will care about much about what we are doing right now. So like right. don't take yourselves <laughs> too seriously either. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know if mindset-wise that's the right kind of impact that you want to look for. No. But, uh, <laughs> I, uh, history is important. History is very but, Yeah, but it helps putting things in perspective, right? Like the, there's plenty of very uh, hardworking, very smart people who have done uh, done so many things in the past. Like uh, it helps place your own uh, self and your ego in check to say, okay, uh, I might be onto something, but there's been like, this is, this is not new. There are plenty <laughs> of people have been onto plenty of things in the past. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So... Yeah. History books to help keep you humble. So got it. Yes. Also All right. great advice. Yeah. All right. So uh, if our listeners want to follow you, want to sign up for Price Labs, how do they do yeah. that? Yeah. So you go to pricelabs.co. Uh, that's our website. Um, and on there, you will see a sign up button. You will see there is a resources section, which I think is uh, fantastic. It, it has... Uh, training webinars. So you don't have to create an account to see what it looks like. Uh, we do live onboarding sessions every day and you don't have to have an account to join it. You can just join an onboarding session and there is somebody from our team who's leading that session. Usually between 10 to 20 people join every day. And you can kind of see like everything that I've talked about, you can see it in action during that onboarding session. Um, get your questions answered and, and then decide, hey, is, is this for me or not, uh, right? So, so you can do plenty of that. Uh, there is, uh, our, our support team is fantastic as well, if I can be humble about it <laughs> or not <laughs> humble about it. Uh, so we have, uh, if you reach out to support at pricelabs.co uh, or uh, by email, like you will, uh, and, and ask questions, you will get uh, the right kind of resources or, the right answer there might be that, hey, this is an intricate question. Like, how about uh, joining one of these onboarding meetings to to help go over it, right? Uh, but yeah, uh, either of those will work. Like, uh, create an account. When you create an account, we'll automatically show you that, hey, uh, join a training session here. Or, and in the product itself, there are guides to help you set things up. Um, you can just join an onboarding session directly to learn more. You can email our support team and, and they will get back with more information. Awesome. So we'll drop all of that in the show notes. And Anirag, thank you so, so much again for coming on. We'll have to do this again sometime. All right. Sounds good, Devri. Thank (laughs) you so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again. All right.